For far too long, injury lawyers have cared way too much about money and boosting their egos, and not enough about the people they serve. That stops now. Welcome to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, where trial lawyer Tyson Mutrux cuts through the BS and gives you practical takeaways to get you back on your feet, settle your case, and get on with your life. No fluff, no ego. And now, here's your host, Tyson Mutrux. Welcome back to the Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast. I'm Tyson Mutrix. I'm your host. I'm the owner of Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers. And today we've got our second guest, Galen Hassler, and he is the owner of Galen's Auto Body. And we are going to talk to him about getting your vehicles repaired and things like that. So, Galen, welcome to the show. How's it going? Oh, it's going great, Tyson. Thanks for having me on. All right, so I'm going to make this quick, uh, as quick as possible, and I'm going to jump right in. Um, and you've not seen these questions yet. I'm just going to throw them at you. So if you need a second to think about it, that's completely fine. Okay. But the first question I have, because I think this is a, a misperception that people don't or know about, is can you choose your own body shop if you're in a crash? Uh, absolutely. Uh, it's okay. always the customer's choice because it's the customer's vehicle. As long absolutely. As and I think a lot of people think that it's not true. They think that the insurance companies get to dictate all of that, and that's not the case. So absolutely. So do you see that quite a bit, though, where people feel like they've got to go to another body shop? Yes, we see it probably about 80% of the time. Um, yeah, typically most people that get to the insurance companies, and the insurance companies use uh, scare tactics. They use words like preferred list or contracted and most people feel safe with that because they feel like someone's looking out for their investments but in the actuality it's actually complete opposite the insurance company is only looking out for their investments not the owner of the vehicle's car the lien holder uh wants to look out for their investments um you know and then your insurance agent wants to look out for their customers so actually if you own the vehicle and you want to go to a body shop of your choice and you feel like your insurance company is you know, kind of pulling back on that, call your agent. They help you. The agents are your friend when it comes to, to a lot of the dealing with the insurance companies. It's whoever you're dealing with at the desk or the insurance agent. You know, Don't ever let them dictate on where you get your car repaired because it's your choice at the end of the day. And a lot of times we see why they want you to go to those other body shops. I completely agree. Absolutely agree. All right. So my next question is, I've seen these signs around St. Louis where it says, you know, we save your deductible. Is that legit or is that is that BS? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, there's a lot of uh, um, a lot of gray area when it comes to saving deductibles. When you have a shop that says, um, you know, we'll save your deductible, they've got to take that money from somewhere. So we only make, you know, we we we. We've looked it up on average. Uh, Body Shop makes about $800 per $3,000 made is what we kind of figured out. So if you come up to a Body Shop and they say, hey, Mr. Body Shop owner, you know, I'd like to save my deductible. It's $500. And that shop says, okay, um, you got a $3,000 estimate. We only made $800. So that $500 has to be taken out of his profit. Well, most body shop owners don't want to do that, so they're going to shortchange it somewhere else. Typically, they're going to give you cheaper parts, or they're going to repair it quicker and not as quality. Um, you know, they're going to give you cheaper paint, or however they do it. I'm not 100% sure, but to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, you know, a lot of times 
the insurance companies don't like that because the deductibles are the first, well, in their eyes, deductibles are supposed to be paid first, and then the insurance comes and pays what's the rest. That's how it works. So the insurance companies see that, and they're like, well, if you're going to give them a discount, you need to give us a discount. So that's why they frown upon the deductible. Now, whether it's legal or illegal, eh, it's a gray area. I I, I think it's a really gray area, and I, yeah. if I were the body shop, I would I would definitely advise against it. That you should yeah. not do it because I I think you could you could be accused of committing fraud. So and I know Correct. you don't do that. You, you're you're yeah. well above board. So no, there's there very rare occasions that we ever help a deductible. Um, I mean, th- there's been very very slim. Well, there's been actually one case here recently where we we didn't need to do something because it wasn't required, and the insurance company actually told us, well, it's the customer's paying for it. It's in their hands because we paid the customer directly. So at that point, it's the customer's responsibility to make the whole bill. So we didn't end up saving the customer a little bit of money that way. But it's how the insurance company worded it, made it, which made it, I guess, technically legal. Like you said, there's a Absolutely. lot of gray area there. I don't like doing it that way. I do high-quality repairs. Um, I feel the deductible is well needed uh, when it comes to repairing your car, your car correctly. Because um, nine times out of ten, we're supplementing the repairs anyways. So we're always asking for more money because you can never see everything whenever you do a first initial preliminary estimate. So you're always going to need supplements anyhow. So I was going to ask you that. That was going to be my last question. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into that question, though. So what happens if after the vehicle is repaired, they start experiencing other issues with the vehicle? So if it's related to the, to the damage and say uh, say a suspension part wears out, it's always going to be on the insurance company whether they're going to cover that or not. Uh, mainly because if we do a teardown and we do our inspection and we do our job correctly and we have full documentation, and there is a problem that goes on later, uh, so we'll just we'll just use suspension because it's uh, the variables are are mass uh, when it comes to some of this stuff. So if it's a suspension part, that's a wearable pro- uh, mechanical problem. At that point, the insurance company is probably not going to um, cover it if it's a ball joint style. Now, if I find it where the ball joint was damaged in the 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 repair, that should be on the body shop. They should find that the ball joint is damaged because if we do a two or well, technically you're supposed to have four wheel alignment. If we do a four wheel alignment, we're going to catch those things. Um, but we do full on inspections. So we tear down 100% of the car. If we see feel that the damage is in the suspension or in the wheel or tire area, we'll do a full inspection of the, of the suspension. If it's something that we miss, the body shop should take care of it. Um, as far as getting a hold of the insurance company, making sure that they supplement it and pay for it. Gotcha. And you, and you talked about breakdowns, and we've talked about, you know, how vehicles can be totaled after you've broken down the vehicle and things like that. Correct. How who determines? And I think yeah, you you and I know this, but who determines how the vehicle is totaled and whether it's totaled or whether it should be repaired? Yeah. So the the, the value of the vehicle. Um, it, so I actually learned something new yesterday that which I thought was very interesting, and I had a little bit of not not an argument, more of a. a, a what do you say? Aggressive uh, conversation with an with an insurance agent or insurance adjuster, and uh, they, you know, obviously the the Missouri law is 80% of total value. It's what totals the vehicle. So they use um, NADA. Um, technically, it's supposed to be fair market value when you go to total the vehicle, or they give you the price of the vehicle. Well, now from what I understand, this specific insurance company, they told me they use um, NADA great value 
to get the 80%. And I was like, okay, so they're going to overvaluate your car uh, to fix it. But when they go to purchase your car from totaling, they undervalue it at fair market value. To me, that doesn't seem right. It should all be across the board. But I thought that was quite interesting that they said that. And then I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so it was a little, you know, we learn something new every day. Insurance is always changing their policies. Um, the, well, the same adjuster also came in and said, well, we have certain laws we abide by within our own company. Well, just like anybody else, there's never a company out there that has their own laws. You either abide by the laws that are set for you or you don't. So I said, stop calling them laws. They're policies. And sometimes your policies are against the law. And uh, But, you know, again, nobody knows that until it becomes a problem. And then that's where we have to be very um, – I almost feel like I need to be a lawyer, Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I talk about it. You're getting pretty close. You're getting right. you're getting it's your education on the streets. Yeah, I know, and it's 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 a little it's a little frustrating and infuriating just because we we do have to learn more about the uh, legalities of how we fix the cars before we even fix the car. So a lot of blueprinting is needed, and that's where um, it, it comes rather tricky when it, when you start working on these cars you got to do them right you got to do them correct you got to do them by oem standards um the, some of the insurance companies don't want you to fix it by oem standards so that that's where it comes into uh um you know the the rule that he was saying they make their own laws well there's no laws made you just set a policy and most people abide by it because they don't either one they don't know any better or two the body shop is contracted to the insurance company to do so and that's that's where those DRPs, contracted preferred list shops, are not acceptable for me. So, so when it comes to that number, whether it be eighty percent or whatever the percentage is, so basically you you do the breakdown, you determine what the damage is, what's going to cost, you submit that to them, and then they come up with that calculation. Yes, yeah, they come up with a calculation. Yeah, the insurance companies are the ones that usually you know can tell you whether a car is totaled. Um, but 80% is Missouri law. When it gets to 70% of the total value of the vehicle, that's when they send it into a, hey, this might be a total loss situation. But the insurance companies have their own databases on how they determine that. A lot of it's, you know, can the insurance company sell this car on the salvage lot and make their money back? And that's where some of that comes into play. So. See, that's that's something that most people don't think about, and that that is a, a big factor, which is it's just completely unfair because they're just doing it for their own advantage. But it, it, it's, it's always but, their advantage. So, sorry, last question um, yep. that I've got for you: How can you? What are some tips that you can give people to make sure that they get everything repaired that needs to be repaired the right way? So, um, doing a lot of um, doing a lot of research on your own vehicle uh, really helps. Uh, I recommend a website to most of my customers who are uh, uneducated in our field, and it's called oemonestop.com. So it's oem, the number one, stop, uh, dot com. So what that is, is you can go on there, you pick your specific, not all makes and models are on there, but if you have a Ford, you could go on there and actually read the position statements from Ford Motor Company, where it states that you cannot use uh, recycled, salvaged, reconditioned parts. And this is a statement from Ford Motor Company. So if you come to a shop like mine, I actually go through those real quick while I'm doing your estimate, and I print them off and I hand them to every customer. I'm going to say, here's your rights and here's your laws that you have to abide by. These are ones we abide by. So, you know, I give the customer a lot of the information when they come in for an estimate, and then we have to work together 
to get the insurance companies to pay to do it right. And that's that's the only way to do it. Um, the customers, we, we've changed a lot of our dynamic. We used to say, hey, customer, we can work with the insurance company for you. And in fact, it's the opposite. Um, we don't have a contract with the insurance company. We have a contract with our customer. The customer has a contract with the insurance company. So if we need something done, we need to talk to the customer. The customer then in returns tells the insurance company, this is how I want it fixed. And then that's when the, the supplement gets done correctly. Now, a lot of times we can go on behalf of them because it's just stuff that just makes sense and they're not going to argue it and that's just what they're going to do. But when it comes to we need something done because this is how it should be done and the, we get a little like uh, lag or kickback from the insurance company, then we get the customer involved. We say, hey, they're not doing this. We need your backup. And that's typically how we get it done. I love that philosophy. I, I, I think, I mean, it, it's so crazy if, if people think about it from this perspective. A lot of these body shops that have those contracts with the insurance companies, what if the doctors were the same way with your treatment? I mean, like, then we would all just be up in arms about it. It's, it's just crazy to me. It, it is because, you know, and, and it's, it's very funny, Tyson, because when we went to uh, Baltimore and took some training courses on, on how to deal with some of these insurance companies, they said, I mean, they quite literally said, you know, treat your collision shop like it's a like it's a doctor's office um you know you don't want to you don't want to put an aftermarket heart in your body (laughs) so you want it to perform correctly um and you can't and and that's the biggest fight the aftermarket recycled parts and all this other stuff so um you know they don't want you don't want the body shop in bed with the with the insurance companies we don't want to be contracted i i definitely don't want to be contracted so i want to do the correct thing um, but, um, some of these body shops, they are, you know, they, they want the numbers, they want the, they want the funds, they want the money. So they get the cars in and out as quick as possible. The insurance companies get onto them when they don't get the cars done quick in time. So what they do is typically move faster on your repairs, do lesser quality, try to get it pushed out as quick as possible, uh, and then tell you good luck. And, uh, yeah, it'd be the same thing with the doctor's office. If you, you know, you had a, uh, you know, broken arm, and they just kind of put it together as quick as possible and just say, you know, good luck, hope it heals. You know, you're going to be pretty frustrated. So, yeah, it's, it's the same way. You know, don't ever shortchange your repair um, and go to a company that uh, is not contracted with the, with the insurance companies. It, it should be illegal, but it's not. Such great advice. All right, so tell people how they can get in touch with you and how they can find you. Yeah, uh, so we've got lots of ways. Obviously, we're uh, north on Range Line in Columbia. Uh, stop by for an estimate anytime. You can uh, look us up on our website, galensautobody.com. Uh, you can find, our, find us on Facebook. Um, we, uh, we're going to be updating a lot more uh, photos and uh, videos on our Facebook page this next year. We've got a YouTube channel going to be starting coming out next year. Um, it's going to be just having tips on how to deal with insurance companies. It's going to have Tips like if you get into a wreck, you know, what's the first steps? Um, you know, as far as who do you call, um, what tow truck company you can use, uh, you know, who who's who has the rights, who has the law, you know. Like I said before, customer has 100% of the rights. Um, we even have uh, the police officers that come to the side of the scene and call their on-call towing companies. If you want a towing company that's different than them, you have every right to call them. So, um you know, there's there's a lot of that stuff that we got to start informing our public and getting the people what they want and what they need. Thank you for listening to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, a production of Mutrux Firm, LLC. 
we offer a free 30-minute strategy session to discuss your personal injury case. You can ask us anything free of charge. Call 888-550-4026 to schedule your call or use the link in the show notes. If you're trying to handle your personal injury case on your own and running into issues with the insurance adjuster or not getting the treatment you need, try these three things. One, don't give a recorded statement. Two, ask your doctors to do your treatment on a lien. And three, don't negotiate with the adjuster prior to getting all of the treatment you need. Check out our YouTube channel for more helpful tips, where we have hundreds of how-to and explainer videos, or go to TysonMutrucks.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.